Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Soundington Media! Welcome to a new edition of Reaching Out from Reach, a space podcast for kids. Reaching Out gives us the chance to answer space-related questions from kids around the world. This week, we are reporting on some news from the Hubble Space Telescope that answers some questions we've received about the purpose of putting telescopes in space. The Hubble Space Telescope has been observing the cosmos for almost 32 years, and another incredible observation has just been released, the farthest individual star ever observed. Nicknamed Arendelle, the light from this star has taken nearly 13 billion years to get to us. Here to talk to us about this incredibly distant star is Dr. Michelle Thaller. Hubble observed the farthest individual star ever seen. Tell us about this extraordinary discovery. The Hubble Space Telescope has just made an astounding discovery. It has made an image of a star that is so far away from us. The light has taken 12.9 billion years to get to us. That means that that light left the star when the universe was less than 1 billion years old. To me, that's amazing, actually using Hubble as a time machine to see a star that long ago. Can you tell us how Hubble managed to observe a star so far away? Something that is this far away, you know, practically at the edge of our observable universe. We normally can't see stars that far away. Even seeing galaxies, which are families of hundreds of billions of stars, is difficult that far away. But something really wonderful happened. Space and time itself can actually bend under the influence of gravity. This is something that Einstein discovered 100 years ago. It's not really much part of our everyday life around us, but out in space, the massive gravity of a cluster of galaxies can actually bend space itself to focus light, to make a lens, a natural telescope, out of space itself. So this star was coincidentally perfectly aligned so that its light passed through this lens that was being made by a cluster of galaxies. The cluster of galaxies is closer to us, but way behind that, the star is perfectly lined up to be focused by that lens. And that's the only reason Hubble could see it. It's actually being lensed by space itself. This star has been nicknamed Arendelle, which means morning star in Old English. What can we learn from Arendelle or other really distant stars? So the nickname for the star, I think, is wonderful. Uh, astronomers are calling it Arendelle. And that actually means the, the morning star, you know, in some ways, the, the first star you see, because this, in fact, is the, the first star that we've seen in the universe, the farthest away, the, the longest in time ago. That long ago, the universe was quite different. Amazingly, all of the stuff that makes me up, things like carbon and oxygen and calcium in my bones, everything except hydrogen and helium was made from dead stars. We're looking back to a time when that process hadn't been going on very long at all. The universe started really just with the simplest elements, hydrogen and helium, 
Everything else got added later. So this star has a different chemistry than what we see around us today. It may behave in a very different way. So we really want to follow up and find out everything we can about this star. What else do we know about Arendelle? How big is the star? How long will it be visible? Right now, we don't know a lot about this star. We don't know whether it's a single star or a binary star. It could even be possibly a small cluster of stars. But what we suspect is this is probably a very massive star. The star is probably 50 to 100 times the mass of the sun. Stars like that don't live a long time. So we're seeing light from a star that probably itself only lived a couple million years. It blew up long, long ago. But that light has just finally reached our telescopes here at Earth. The JWS telescope just launched in December. How will JWST and Hubble work together to observe the universe? So this is something that astronomers have been waiting for for decades. We now have two amazing space telescopes up at the same time. Hubble is nearly 32 years old and still making groundbreaking discoveries like this. Just mind-blowing. And then in December, we launched the James Webb Space Telescope. Now, having two telescopes up at once is a wonderful thing because they can actually sort of correct each other. The word is calibrate. They can look at the same object and make sure they're making the same types of measurements. We can really understand what we're measuring. So it's wonderful that Hubble found the star and Hubble will continue to observe the star. But when we have Webb look at it, Webb has a much larger mirror, more sensitive instruments. It can find out more about the star. It can probably confirm whether it's a single star or a binary star. It can probably give us a sense of the temperature of the star. So Webb will actually help us find out a lot more about what Arendelle really is, what it's like. But Hubble, after 32 years, made a discovery that's still rewriting the textbooks. Where can we learn more about Hubble? So to find out more about this astounding observation and everything else that the Hubble Space Telescope is looking at, you can go to nasa.gov slash Hubble or at NASA Hubble. Thank you, Dr. Michelle Thaller, Assistant Director of Science at NASA Goddard Space Flight Center, for sharing your expertise. Got a question about space? Let us know. Get your parents' permission and give us a call at 312-248-3402. Then leave us a message with your first name, where you're from, and your question for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode. We can also accept your questions via email. Just send us your first name, where you're from, and what question you'd like answered at reachthepodcast at gmail.com. That's it for this week on Reaching Out. We're your hosts, Meredith Stepien and Brian Holden. Reach is produced by Nate DeFort and Sandy Marshall and edited by Nate DeFort. Our theme song and additional music was composed by Jesse Case. And our logo was created by Stephen Lyons. Reach is a production of Soundsington Media committed to making quality programming for young audiences and the young at heart. For more information on our shows and the people behind them, go to soundsingtonmedia.com. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary, if the Loch Ness Monster was real, or if Ouija boards actually worked. On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now wherever you get your podcasts. 